0: Well, hello there, and welcome to a very special episode of Half Damage. Pull up a chair by the fire and let me tell you the tale of everything that has happened so far. Maybe you've been listening all along and need a little reminder of how far our heroes have come. Maybe you wanted to start listening, but you were all like, Hey, yeah, the audio of the first few episodes kinda does sound like garbage, what's up with that, and like, it's okay. We too wonder how our editor seemingly forgot everything she learned from her university degree. Whatever the case, sit down, relax, and let me tell you our tale so far. Our story begins in Willowweep. A small town in a lot of ways. Willowweep is home
1: to many generations of halflings and gnomes. Down the street and around the corner from a large now bare willow tree from which the town gets its name lies the half and half cafe
2: where we meet our heroes.
3: You see a young gnomish woman about 25 years of age, she has messy brown hair, a pink apron on, and it's one of the quietest pieces of clothing that she's wearing. The shirt underneath is a striped rainbow sweater that also has her name embroidered in the top left corner. Because who you are looking at is sorry, what'd you say? Uh, <laughs> oh my God! But to her parents, she's sorry, Aranias, Goomba, Whoopsie Daisy, what'd you say? <laughs> She is a bard and she wants to prove to everyone that she is very good at making scones. I like to think that she also, when employees aren't acting well, she brings out the scone of scorn. Let's deep dive into whatever the fuck you just said. Please elaborate. (laughs) This really ugly scone and it has a frowny face burnt into its center.
4: There's a halfling woman. She has a pair of spectacles that are a little bit too far down her nose. They've been slipping down. Long brown hair is tied up in a tight bun. She's wearing a sweater that's a little bit too baggy on her and a pair of very practical pants. And she is leafing through a pretty hefty tome. Uh, She is a life cleric, about 30 years old. Her name is Camilla Keeman.
5: A door behind the counter creaks open uh, and you see like a dusty staircase and out steps yet another gnome. Uh, he looks noticeably older than the others. He has a head of thick salt and pepper curls and they kind of bounce around uh, his uh, slightly weathered looking face but sharp blue eyes. Uh, he wears a pale blue poncho with kind of a, a faded white diamond pattern along the edge. He steps through uh, preoccupied with something and then stops in the doorway and Mmm and looks towards... Uh, <laughs> sorry. He is a, a gnomish wizard. He has many names, most of which are hard for humans to pronounce, many of which are unpronounceable even by him, but most people just know him as Poncho.
1: The fourth and last person inside is one of the teenage halflings from the town, L.B. Oakridge. It might be because of the Willow Festival being yesterday, but you can't help but remember your last employee, a young halfling girl named Eleanor Evelyn Earthwit. But she was always called Fag. At least she insisted upon being called Fang. Sadly, over a year and a half ago, Fang, along with a large number of the town, were taken and killed by werewolves, many of the bodies never to be found. After that day, the three of you volunteered to fend off werewolf attacks for the town at night and spending your days tending to the half-and-half half cafe. The store bell rings. Through the door, you see a woman that hurries in, dark hair, dark skin, her hair up in a messy, frazzled bun. In one hand, she holds a clipboard, and the other, she holds up to her ear, muttering to herself, Okay, look, I'm here. Okay. Wait, which ones? You see her eyes scan the room before she sees that there are only four people in the room. Oh, yep. Okay, no, never mind. Hello there, brave adventurers of Willowweep. We have a missive for you. Please reply urgently. Bubba. Yes, here. And she holds out in her hand a curled up scroll.
4: Camilla reads it over really quickly. Heroes of Willowweep, while fewer in number, some of us yet live. The werewolves that ravaged our village kept some of us alive, and while we have managed to fight them off, we don't know how much longer we can last Please find us in the slavish woods of Barovia. Yours, Fang.
2: Fang? This is from Fang. You've seen Fang? We just need you to sign on the dotted line if you would like to partake of this amazing adventure. What do you think? If it's from Fang, don't you think we have
4: to do something?
5: I take a quill from beneath my poncho, and then I sign my name.
4: Are you going to sign it? Because if you're in... You know I'm in. If you're in I'm in,
3: Sorry, goes ahead and signs her name. Camilla signs her name next to it. As you all pass out on the floor of the Half and Half Cafe.
1: The three of you awake in the middle of a muddy trail in the middle of a dense forest.
3: Do you know where we are?
5: I have no idea.
1: Every so often you hear like the cause of ravens. Like it's hard to miss the ravens. You all see as these two giant wolves come out of the brush, but somehow that's not the most terrifying thing that you see. Out of the woods emerges a small halfling girl.
6: This young halfling with brown hair and uh, bright green eyes bursts out of the woods just screaming this guttural battle yell. She's got a shield in one hand and this rusty battle axe in the other. She's got this sweater with the sleeves torn off for better movement and a pair of uh, pants that are too big so she had to cut them off at the knee and like tie it with a rope. So I realized after I made my character that she's wearing like a sweater vest and jinko jeans. <laughs> of <course>
3: she is.
6: <laughs> and she also has this cloak made out of a wolf skin that has like the wolf's head up over her head, kind of like a helmet. Uh, while she bursts out, I took the path of the Ancestral Guardian, so a few sort of shapeless bright spirits start surrounding her as she charges at one of these wolves.
4: We found Fang. Fang we are so glad to see you alive but I'm ready to go home.
6: You you can't just leave. Why do you think I'm still here? Welcome to sunny Barovia.
0: Reunited at last, the four heroes set off towards the village of Barovia, a small place that Fang had visited before when she first came to these lands. Back then, she decided she would take her chances in the woods, finding the place to be too dreary and its people too strange. But there, the heroes made their way to the local inn, a place called the Blood
5: of the Vine Tavern. I uh, approach the bartender. When
1: he looks at you, he kind of looks through you, gormlessly. And then you hear a bell ring. And the moment that happens, the barkeep's eyes light up. Oh my goodness, that was amazing! You're all natural-born
2: stars. Let me just say, it is an honour
1: to meet you.
2: What? 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 Everything. That's an excellent question. Why were you acting like that?
6: What What was that bell?
1: Is this like a dinner theater? Wait, sorry. Am I Am I the first one that you've talked to here?
6: Uh, yes. Uh,
4: yes. You could say that.
1: Well, welcome. You're on the greatest show on earth, darlings. You're gonna be famous. Longest running, best ratings. You, if you're gonna live through this, you're gonna be famous.
5: If we l- live.
1: Oh, well, yeah, you know, there's all sorts of manner of things around here can, like, gobble you up. I auditioned to be one of you, but they wanted it to be a little more authentic, get some real adventurers in. They didn't want that part to be, you know, staged. How did we audition for this? Well, you didn't audition, but, uh, you did some heroic deeds, you caught the attention of someone, thought you'd be good show material, and looking at you, I can see why you're an aesthetically amazing group.
3: Well, we were hoping for contract negotiations before anything came through.
1: Negotiation, I'd assume for you guys, comes later when uh, you win
4: this whole thing, you know? So what is it exactly that we are attempting to win? Win
1: the show. Win the curse of
4: Strad. You'll be
1: more famous than anyone else in this world. If you get to defeat Strad. you will want for nothing for the rest of your life. There are people... Watching? Well, not right now. Don't you worry about it. We're on break right
5: now. Can I also try to find a camera? I just want to know if there are cameras now.
4: There's just kind of a raven in the corner. The ravens. How often do we go on one of these
1: breaks? Well, really depends. Anything interesting happening? Then we're probably gonna stick with it. Sometimes we need breaks for advertising, you know. I, I don't know. What if something
3: not interesting is happening? Like, a lot.
1: I'm not gonna lie to you. It would be best if for yourselves if you kept it interesting and at that moment a bell rings and he's gone back to looking at the bar mindlessly wiping
0: it with an apparent audience able to see them once more the patrons of the bar return to acting their parts one man by the name of Ismark asks for the hero's help and invites them to the burgomaster's mansion i'll be in
1: the burgomaster's house sorry sorry <clears throat> I'll be in the, uh, uh, the Burgermaster's house.
0: Going upstairs to rest, the heroes assess the situation they found themselves in, and just what it means to be on the greatest show on earth.
3: We seem to be in some sort of play production. The basic thing is that we have to murder.
6: I don't think we have any choice. If it's the only way out of here is to play their weird game, then I think we gotta play it. That Ismark guy seemed to be willing to at least point us in the right direction.
3: There seemed to be that one guy's name. Strahd? As soon as you say that,
1: the window flies open, and after a moment, hoisting himself up, is a man. A man that is more beautiful than any man you have ever seen, and he says,
0: Did somebody say Strahd? I
1: don't have the capability of describing this beautiful, beautiful man. Is
3: it Hugh Jackman? <laughs> <Please. laughs> yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Why not? Okay, we're, we're good. Correct. We're gold.
1: I am Strahd. Wonderful to have you in my domain. I guess that you might fancy yourselves as the kind that might be able to uh, take me down. I'll let you know now. Many before have tried. And you... Are no different. He kind of like awkwardly a little bit climbs into the room and crisscross applesauces with you guys on the floor with like a big beaming grin. It is amazing to see you all. It's been so long since we've had anyone in here. Aren't we supposed to
2: kill him?
1: That is the idea. If it gets to that point, I look forward to the battle of it, but... The journey is really what counts here.
6: You seem pretty open to giving us some info. Um, how do you die? How do we kill you?
1: (laughs) Honestly, even if I wanted to tell you, NDAs have got me by the cojones. (laughs) Honestly, that's part of the journey. You fight struggles along the way, you find the, the means to the end. The story ends with you being victorious.
3: We could all just, like, call it a draw and head home. This
1: story is not going to end well for me, but I don't know anything else. I don't know if I would want anything else. I've been alive a long, long time, but I'm not trying to garner any sympathy here when I say I'm, I'm looking forward to someone that can put me to rest. In all honesty, I
0: am rooting for you. And so goes the story of how our heroes met me, the ever-charming, ever-witty, ever-delightful Strahd von Zarevich. A friendship that will last a lifetime, I'm sure. Finally, with a tenuous grasp on how this not-quite-real-world works, the heroes set off after Ismark, hoping to find some direction at the Burgomaster's mansion. Or is that what he said? One thing to know is that here, nothing is ever quite what it seems. The thing that you pass through to get there
1: is definitely a weather-beaten and dirt-encrusted... Set of golden arches.
3: Are we at McDonald's? (laughs) Shut up, Emily.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) You can see inside three figures. One being Ismark, a woman standing over the fire. And you can see an angry red-faced man with face that looks like cracked leather.
2: What the fuck do you think you're doing in my house.
6: Listen here, Gordon Ramsay.
1: His
2: name is Saryam, and it is definitely not
3: a anagram of Ramsay.
1: My sister, she would rather go on adventures and stop Strahd, but his eyes are always on her, and I worry for her safety.
6: Wh- why? Like, wh- what? His, what's his deal?
1: He has found an obsession
3: with my sister.
1: Help us escort her elsewhere so that she is not being gazed upon by
3: Strahd every waking hour of the day. What is your dear sister's name? My sister, Irina. Can I do an insight check on Irina? You do see on her neck two puncture marks. Great pleasure to meet you. And might I say how fine your neck looks as well. You can see Ismark stealing himself. Oh, Oh, hello there.
2: How nice
5: to meet you.
1: This wasn't what I was expecting. (laughs) Strahd has visited her many times, and he must drink of her blood, and she must drink of his several times before the transformation is
3: complete. My question here is that if I don't want to eat a scone, I don't eat the other scone if I don't want to eat the other scone. (laughs) He put a great spell
0: upon my
4: mind. So where are we going to take your sister?
1: The town of Valaki.
0: And so the heroes set out on their journey to the town of Valaki to escort my dear Irina and her brother Ismark away from my watchful eye. Along their way, they find the son of a holy man turned by yours truly into vampire spawn and locked away in the basement.
3: I'm hungry! Father won't feed me.
0: A son who is quickly subdued by sorry and her fearsome scone of scorn.
3: Do you know how long I baked baked those scones for, for, mister? You're going to sit your your butt butt down and you're going to eat what I I give you. Do do you understand me, me, sir?
0: Further in their travels, they find a hangman's noose, from which Camilla sees her own body hang.
5: No,
3: fuck fuck that! that. No, 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 no! no, no.
5: Do you know who that that is?
3: You do too! It's me! That's That's me, me hanging Hanging.
4: off the
0: Taking a shortcut through the Slavitch woods, they come upon a camp of the Vasani, a traveling folk native to Barovia. And there they are drawn into the tent of a mysterious woman by the name of Madame Eva, who promises to show them a glimpse of the future, to aid them in their quest to defeat me. Tarot cards laid before her, our heroes draw one each to decide their fate
2: i have drawn a four of diamonds the merchant this card tells of history knowledge of the ancient evil will help you better understand your enemy seek a cask that once contained the finest wine of which not a drop remains (laughs) Uh,
5: five of diamonds
2: the guild member the powerful force for good and protection I see a dark room full of bottles. It is the tomb of a guild member.
6: I draw the Ten of Hearts.
2: The priests. This is a card of power and strength. It tells of a weapon of vengeance, a sword of sunlight. You will find what you seek in the castle. Amid the ruins of a place of supplication.
3: The Jack of Diamonds.
2: The beast. This card sheds light on one who will help you greatly, a werewolf. Use her hatred to your advantage.
5: The Queen of Diamonds.
2: The Tempter. This card will lead you to him, a vault of temptation hidden behind a woman of great beauty. The evil waits atop his tower of treasure.
0: Setting off once again on their journey to Valaki, our heroes find themselves climbing a great mountain, only to be aided along by the set designers, leveling the land to make the climb easier. It's a fast-paced world around here, the audience want to see action, 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 baby. But in this time, Sari manages to... suggest to one of the set designers that the land of Barovia could use... A couple upgrades. I'm
3: talking talking Candyland. Candyland, To to really really just bring bring the audience something new.
0: Reaching the top of the mountain, the heroes are live on air once again as they come across a bridge. Greeted by stony likenesses of gargoyles and one of yours truly. As one may expect, my own statue comes to glorious life, letting me see the heroes once again, and informing them that they need only give me three things in order to cross the bridge. Obviously, to refuse would come with consequences.
1: And at that moment, the heads of each of the six gargoyles just snap to you guys. The first... An item. Something
6: meaningful to you. Takes her wolf cloak off, puts her baseball cap down on her head and says, This is the first thing I killed when I got here. I had to make this cloak to survive. Take it.
1: Next, I require a memory.
5: I'm pretty sure I've got the most memory to spare. When you live as long as me, uh, nothing is unique anymore.
0: Honestly, I'm sorry.
1: With a blinding flash of purple light, Strahd is gone. A stout halfling with short, messy brown hair sits in front of you. Delyn is smiling at you with one eyebrow raised. uh, In the middle of the town of Ward, Hey, Finn. Finch. Hey. So, uh, do you like it? In your hands is a woven poncho. And now you remember, it's your ding-dang anniversary, and Delyn just gave you a gift that they made for you.
5: I-I love it.
1: I'm gonna go, and they lean down and give you a little kiss. After going to bed, you're shocked awake by a sound. The whole town of Barrenwood is ablaze.
5: I turn the hell around and uh, ignore everyone uh, and run to Delon's studio.
1: You round the corner and your heart drops, the bright orange of the fire engulfing the
5: house. Delon, are you? Can you hear me? Are you? Are you anywhere?
1: See Delon on the ground, legs trapped under a fallen beam. Finch! Just (coughs) stay, stay right there! You both hear a loud crack from overhead and see the beams above splinter.
5: I just reach out a hand. You manage
1: to meet their eyes one last time, as they say, (laughs) I love you. And it's lost to haze and to static. The whole day disappears. And suddenly with a purple flash, you're back. No idea what was taken from you.
5: Well, that was easy. Let's get this show on the road. What's the the third thing?
1: You need only answer a
3: question.
1: Why are
5: you
3: here? I would probably die anyway if anything happened to any of these guys. And I think they feel the same way about us. So, love?
1: I'm sorry. I wish that were true. The gargoyles on the bridge start to crumble into life.
5: Goddamn son of a- Which one of you
3: doesn't love me?
0: Once again, the heroes are thrown into combat, flinging spells and cutting down the relentless onslaught of gargoyles, the audience at home gleefully watching as their mortal lives hang in the balance. But, in a surprising turn of events, it is not their heroics that catches the attention of those watching but the actions of my own, dear Irina.
3: Do you want to help? Maybe just a little little bit?
1: bit. You see her charge Charge in, in. and And with her axe, axe, brings it down down once, Once. twice Twice as the the thing thing shatters. shatters.
0: The threat behind them, they continue on their journey to Valaki, and once the audience can no longer hear, they find out a little more information than they bargained for. You weren't born here?
3: No, I was from outside,
2: and then I got a job here!
3: Wait a minute, wait, 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 did you also have to sign a contract? Oh yeah! I was used to them,
2: I have been doing stunt work for so long, but this was like the biggest job I could have got. Is nobody actually from here? Well, Ismark's always been here as far as I know. What? He was born
3: here! Are you guys really related or are you not really related? We're
2: brother and sister! I think that they found me somewhere? I sometimes
3: forget they don't let me tell the story a was lot. Was this part of your contract? Was the fi- is this like your role that you're playing? Oh no! They gave me this one. I was Tatiana's
2: stunt double, and I didn't think I was gonna get a speaking role or nothing. I just pretended to be her. If there were like fights and she got hit and stuff, but then she got another job, and they wanted me for a real speaking role.
6: Who is Tatiana?
2: She was struts, and then she starts clutching her head and goes ow, ow. That's a bit loud, actually. Sorry, what? Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I think I have to stop
3: talking to you now. I'm a bit in trouble. Could I walk over to her and cast Identify on her, like, ears? It is a thing that allows people
1: to talk to her from a long way away and allows her to talk to them back.
5: Her story, to get it straight, she came here because she got a job here as a stunt double, but also she was adopted? Or was she saying that just her character is adopted?
3: I'm getting the feeling there's a very fine line in these parts. At the very least, we know that there was someone before her that was Strahd's ex-bay. I trust her, but also now we know why she was so kick-ass earlier.
6: Can we trust her? This is a job for her. What if part of her contract is like, when they get to Valaki, stab them in the back? What if that's part of her script?
3: I think Ismark's the one that we have to look out for. What if he's trying to deliver her to get to that next plot point?
0: On the last leg of their journey to Valaki, they see the ramifications of Sari's suggestion to the set designer, Ely.
1: You see, out of the corner of your eye, little, little bursts burst of, of color. Instead of
3: rocks, of there's just little bundles of, bundles of jelly beans. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> it's
5: the set, the set designers.
0: With me, and you'll be. And they see a worn-down windmill that they hope never to lay eyes on again. They make it past the gates of Valaki just in time before they close for the night to keep any roaming werewolves at bay. Inside, unlike the dire dismal streets of the village of Barovia from which Ismark and Irina hail, Valaki is a place where the people's smiles stretch to breaking point. But nothing could prepare them for what they found in the mansion of the Burgomaster of Valaki, or rather Who they found. You enter
1: the room that was indicated, and then you hear footsteps approaching, and you see the Burgermaster of Valaki for the first time. His shirt is checkered, his sunglasses are wraparound, his goatee is sharp, and his tips are frosted. Oh my god. He says, hey guys, welcome to Flavortown! Goodbye forever!
0: The heroes agree to dinner with the Burgomaster, Reefy Vlakovich, his wife Lydia, and their son Victor, a young man who catches the eye of our dear Fang. He has really,
1: really, really, really dark, dark, dark eyeliner, eyeliner and, and a bunch of facial piercings.
0: Things? He's dressed, dressed all in all black, and black and he looks at you with utter, utter disdain. Nudging Fang
5: so So, so just so repeatedly elbowing <laughs> Fang. <laughs> Shut
0: up! After learning there is a festival happening in two days' time to rename Valaki to Flavor Town, they decide to stay to be part of the ceremony. Meanwhile, for like some unknown reason, Sari raises a challenge to the Burgermaster.
3: I bet you I could cook your burger better than you can. Sorry got, got a, a 20, 20,
1: two 18s, 18s and a 19. 19. Reefi, Reefi got, got a 20, 20. 218.
5: Oh. oh my god. And a sixteen. Damn. Oh my god. Oh. oh
1: my god.
0: Winning the competition and Reefy's capron, sorry, Camilla, and Fang decide to stay with Irina in the mansion for the night. Girls' night. Hoping to get a sense of where they will be leaving their new friend.
6: I have something I want to ask. What happened to my parents?
4: Fang, you really want to know this. This is, this is how you want to learn.
6: I've spent over a year here wondering what happened to them.
4: We never found your mom. Your father doesn't leave home anymore. Sari and I have been bringing him food and keeping him supplied because he
6: won't
0: leave and take care of himself.
6: Feng just gets up and turns around and says, Thanks for telling me. And just like quickly walks out the door.
0: Meanwhile, Poncho and Ismark decide it would be best for them to stay at the local Blue Water Inn, where Poncho finds out just why Ismark has seemed so down since they stepped
5: foot in Valaki. What seems to be... how are you feeling, Ismark?
1: Oh no, it's fine. This place is great. I mean, it's going to be very, very happy here. Everyone's happy all the time. It's not not like back home. No one is happy and I've been there all my bloody life. They have never let me leave. He gets fucking scared when he realizes what he says. I'm sorry, I... I...
5: Can, I can I insight whether or not he was um, speaking out of character or in character?
1: So far, you've never heard him speak out of character. This was the first time that he has done that.
0: As the night goes on, Poncho is given a silver dagger by the grateful Ismark. I will name you...
5: The Doggy Boy Dagger.
0: And Fang uses her opportunity to snoop through the mansion... And after finding the burgomaster's son, Victor, she finds out that the mansion might not be the safest place to leave Irina after all. Okay, I
6: know there's some stuff you can't tell me because of the NDA.
0: I have
1: not signed anything, so I can do whatever I want. I have to wait until I'm 18 before they make me sign anything.
6: That Udo guy, I ran into him on the way out. Why did he look like he got beat up? That's my dumb mom the guy's wife she runs this town she has this dude named isaac kidnaps people and like beats them up if they're not happy
0: Everyone retiring to the inn for the night, the heroes wake up the next day on a quest for information, thinking maybe someone in town will be able to aid them by pointing them in the direction of the things which they seek from their tarot reading with Madame Eva. First they turn to a bard to see if she has heard any tales of werewolves in the area, so they might find their unlikely companion. I hear you're the person
6: to talk to about some werewolves.
1: I could tell you a couple of stories if you would like to sit and listen.
0: Hey, so what's your what's your name anyways?
1: My name is Rectavia.
0: Next, they go to the innkeeper, taking a tour of his wine cellar and hoping to find a
5: cask of the finest wine. Are you
1: Erwine? I am indeed wine. yes.
5: How fine would you say that that wine was?
1: Well, the ones from the wizards ran out a
3: while ago. So you would say that not a drop me, The
1: thing, the thing you're, looking you're looking for is not, is not here. here. It's, it's very specific wording. Specific wording. What, what are we are looking for? I'm in need, need of more wine. wine. If, if you, you are, are able, able to bring me bring back, back some, some, some maybe, maybe we, can, we talk can talk a little, a little bit more. more.
0: Last, Camilla turns to her god hoping to receive a clue about where to find the crypt of a guild member, but is left only with a startling vision and a name.
4: I believe his name name is Artax Wilwich.
0: And while the heroes make the most of a day they don't have to spend traveling, Fang meets up with Victor once more, and learns more than she is ready for.
1: As you go into the room, and he gestures over to a big tome-like book, I'm gonna show them that they can't keep me here like a prisoner. And there's a huge glyph on the floor. What
6: What am I looking at here?
1: It's like a teleportation circle. It's just, it's gonna get me the fuck out of here.
6: How do, how do you know it works?
1: It's not worked great in the past, but like, I, I, I saw where it went wrong. You said you wouldn't tell anyone, right?
6: I'm not gonna tell anyone.
0: Leaving Victor to his work and keeping her promise to the boy, the heroes find themselves at the renaming festival, receiving a surprise visit from yours truly. And at this time, as any hardcore Curse of Strahd fan will tell you, no one could have expected what happened next. Briefly,
1: Strahd looked very confused. Everyone turns at once, as at the Burgomaster's mansion, you see a red flash of light and a long, drawn-out scream. And you hear Strahd go, No, wait, and then see him look down, compose himself, and look back up again. You might want to attend to the boy... Both Reefy and Lydia take off at a sprint.
5: Chase after them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You see, in the center, next to an old discarded rug, there are marks on the floor that gently smoke. The remnants burned into the wood. And in the center of the circle, still settling, lies an old leather-bound book
4: and a pile of ash. Fang, are you okay? What happened? What What's going on?
6: I think Fang's just, like, biting her her lip probably trying not to cry.
1: Reefy and Lydia immediately collapse to the ground. Lydia is going over to where where the ashes lie and doing that thing that, that people do when they are so struck with grief that they aren't aware what's happening. She's just trying to gather the remains of her son in her hands. I am so
4: sorry if there's anything we can do. I need you to do whatever
0: it... whatever it takes to stop this, okay? Sure, now more than ever that this is not a safe place for Irina, the heroes agree to get her and Ismark out of the town. But as they try to steal through the streets in the chaotic aftermath, they are nearly stopped by Isaac, the monstrous lackey of the Burgermaster's wife, who refuses to let Irina leave. But as they fight off his attack, and for reasons unknown, Irina doesn't want to see the man hurt either. Don't kill him! What? Running from the town, they find a familiar face waiting for them just beyond the western gates, on the front of a traveler's wagon. Hey,
5: it's our friend from From the bar. Let's go! Get in!
0: Rictavia the Bard whisks the heroes away, taking them to the at least relative safety of a tower she knows by the Lake Baratok.
1: It's got decrepit collapsing scaffolds around the outside and a large gash in the split wall. But part near the base of this old, large, decrepit tower uh, within inside of the entrance is a barrel-topped wagon spattered with mud. Octavia slows down then goes, Okay, well, that is... that is decidedly new. This is definitely a Vistani wagon. From the shadows of the van, you hear a voice... There's three fucking questions here. One, who the fuck are you? Two, what the fuck are you doing here? And three, why the fuck are you wearing my face? From the other side of the wagon steps another woman, in every way identical to Rictavia, save for her dark black hair and decidedly human ears and prosthetic leg. If you're
3: the real Rictavia, say hi. (laughs) Hi.
1: I'm still Rictavia, the one, the only, despite appearances,
3: I suppose. Okay, so who are you, other person?
5: It's dark, (laughs) Rictavia.
3: Who the fuck am I? I'm Esmeralda, who the fuck are you?
5: Yeah, why do you have Rictavia's face?
1: The fuck she got my face for? Rictavia goes, I'm very sorry for stealing your visage, but can you be chill for like maybe a hot minute? And looks back at you guys and goes, I'm sorry, I suppose? and she goes a little bit closer to the tower and puts a hand on it the dark freckled skin turns very white she starts growing about a head taller than usual her long red hair gets a lot shorter and now she's got very close cropped white hair and has a bit of a stubbly face going
3: on i'm sorry are you Arya stark (laughs) <laughs> Esmeralda well goes, That's fucking Rudolph van Richten. Oh, well, thank you for explaining that. Now I know exactly who they oh, are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
6: He's got a red nose. <laughs> Santa.
3: Oh, then I have no idea who this person is. Rictavia
1: the uh, Rictavia still, if you please. Esmeralda also, like, looks towards Rictavia and goes, I mean, all right, okay, no, that's fine. But with my face, that's heavy weird actually, mate.
6: I don't know what this is, but uh, can we do whatever it is like inside?
1: Esmeralda immediately stomps on in and Richtavia pushes it open a little bit and looks back to you as like, if it's not abundantly clear, this is kind of a uh, no magic zone. Now that we're away from the whole uh, prying eyes bullshit, what the fuck is your plan?
3: (laughs) Overarching plan, kill Strahd. (laughs) I mean,
1: that's good. I did hope you had a little more than that.
6: Well, that's step three. Step one is get Irina somewhere safe. Step two is kill some werewolves. And step three is kill Strahd. It's a three-step
5: plan. So, you were talking about prying eyes out there. Are you out of character?
1: Well, yes. <gasps> the only reason that I am ever in character is because it is the only way to make people in this fucking show leave you alone. I played my nice role where I was a cool figure that came in from out of town and no one really knew who I was, and that was great. Played the game because it's the easiest way to get in here and actually fuck with everything.
5: So does that mean no one, can, no one is listening or seeing us in here?
4: Oh, no, they can't see shit in here. Couldn't they see us walk in here, though? If they don't know where we are, wouldn't they just come in and just tear the place down and pull us out of here you know the reason that people won't fucking come here because it doesn't make a
1: goddamn show because if you're going to die it's going to be a spectacular time everyone is going to be watching around the goddamn globe no one is going to hurt you while you're in here because it does not make
4: for good watching We can't just hide forever. We can't just wait. We need a plan.
3: Let's roll with this. We need steps.
4: Well, we know we're supposed to go to the Wizards of Winery place.
3: We have to find the werewolf. That's
1: not bad. The werewolves are uh, across the lake. If we can source a boat, we might be able to get one that can get you from here to there. We're getting off track. Do you even know how to kill a vampire?
6: I I was just gonna hit him with my axe till he stopped moving like I do with most stuff.
1: If you are able to stake a vampire in the heart, in their place of rest, they are completely paralyzed. They will not die without being exposed to sunlight. That is our main problem. They can't fucking die here because there is no goddamn sunlight but Strahd is a different beast altogether. You do damage to Strad, and it disappears. I do not know how, but he seems untouchable. Irina raises her hand. <laughs> what do I do?
6: Here, here and... is safe. This oh, is... here is safe. If Strad can't see you in here, kind of seems like the safest place.
1: Ismark then raises his hand because apparently that's what you're doing. <laughs> yes, Ismark. I did say I'd get Irina to safety. I have to go back now.
0: I mean, do you though?
1: I'm not going to lie. I don't know what you think I'm going to do here. I know how to run a town. I know how to make sure that everyone has enough food to last through the winter. I know how to barricade it when the werewolves are
3: coming in. I don't know how to do any of this. Sari gets up and she looks a little sad and she's like, Do what you want, Ismark.
0: Given Rictavia's wagon, the heroes are alone once again as they travel to the Wizards of Winery Place. But as they travel up the dirt path, they are stopped by a mysterious figure on the road. Following them into the woods, the four heroes find themselves face to face with the owner of the winery. The old man struggles to his feet and regards
2: all of y'all with distrust. Hail and well met! My name's Davian, Davian Martikov, owner of the Wizards of Winery Place.
3: Why are you out here in the woods? I heard you got usurped.
2: There are druids around this area that have seen fit to take over our whole operation.
3: We're looking for a cask that's empty, but has a history behind it. Do you know anything about that? And we'll be on our way.
6: If you you need some weirdos cleared out of your place, let's do some kind of trade.
2: Done and done. You help us out. I'll get you the information you need.
0: With a deal struck, the heroes sneak into the winery, finding it infested with druids and their evil blights. They cut down these new foes, and in the process, young Fang finds herself taking the life of a human for the first time, but not for the last.
1: She used to be a huge living being, and now she is smashed. (laughs) That was a really good question that I did want to ask people. Have any of y'all killed
3: a people person before? No. No.
4: No.
0: Probably, I've
5: probably killed someone, I think.
0: After ridding the winery of intruders, the heroes find out the truth about the Martkov family.
2: Uh, well, we're all kind of a were-raven family kind of thing.
0: Where raven And Camilla sees on a portrait a face familiar to her from a vision gifted to her by Boldray. That's the guy. Swillowitch, their
2: family had this place before us.
4: He was a friend of Strahd's. And he died, and he's in the crypts at Ravenloft.
0: But it is here that the heroes learn how to find the cask of wine which they seek, and exactly what it means to the Martikov family. He
1: points back at the portrait of the woman. Uh, The plaque underneath reading, Arianna Martikov. It's a woman with long black hair and deep-set chestnut eyes, who's wearing a look of deep determination.
2: It's difficult to explain Ariana. The moment that she was able to take charge of the winery was the moment that she started planning Strahd's downfall.
1: As Davian tells the story of Ariana, the audience at home watches a flashback of a woman that younger viewers may not remember. Ariana stands before Strahd, next to a large cask of wine.
3: It's the finest wine we've ever produced. I offer our first cask to you, my lord.
1: Please, Ariana, stay and have a drink with me to honor the occasion. I would be honored, my lord. Ariana drains her whole glass. Strad smiles, drinking his own. Ariana begins to collapse because Strad coughs a few more times. And then he stands straight, no longer looking ill. Strahd has a murderous edge to his eyes as he snaps again, the two vampires seizing Ariane and dragging her under the cask, forcing her mouth open and around the spout, opening the flow and letting the wine pour fast down Ariana's throat, drowning her as her husband and children watch. Until not a drop remains.
0: After learning what happens to people who abuse my trust, Davian Martikov informs them that the cask of wine they seek was taken down to the cellar of Castle Ravenloft. My home and the place the four heroes must eventually come if they ever want to put a stop to me. Spending the night in the winery, the heroes learn from the Martikov family what the druids had come for.
1: We used to have these gems <gasps> that provided uh, wealth
0: of growth on the land. One of those three gems had been taken by the druids for purposes unknown, another by a hag of the name Baba Lasaga, and the third lost to time itself. But while the heroes vowed to return the gems, other members of the family of were-ravens didn't agree that this was the best use of their time.
1: We sit sit and and we wait wait and we 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 don't do anything anything and and we rot 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 and die here. Maybe you don't don't understand understand the difference between between cowardice cowardice and and trying trying to to make make sure sure that that people that that you care care about live live to see tomorrow. tomorrow.
0: Leaving the family divided over what to do with their so-called keepers of the feather... The heroes went to retrieve the gem from the druid's circle to the south, thinking it would be the key to my downfall. But before they arrive, they encounter me once again, when the audience cannot see, though not like they've ever seen me before. Hello, heroes.
1: You can hear that it is his
5: off-air voice. Are you wasted?
2: No, yes! Uh, Mr. Zarovich, we don't need this pardon, actually, so...
0: It's my goddamn express- show, okay, and okay, I okay. say what goes in! And I'm already in trouble! Trouble? Wait, wait. I'm we. on a mental health...
3: Don't you run the people who run the show? <laughs> no. It's just that they don't say this is relevant
1: to the story. Relevant? That we're I to fucking tell. say oh, what is suggest- relevant.
6: You just try to actively kill me.
1: I have not tried to kill you. Not even one time. It's in my contract. I don't kill kids. You wanna know something fun though? They just try and kill the fucking kids for you and blame it on you. Get someone in here. I made this that show. if you
0: man. understand
3: me? Yeah, None of you done. Done. would
0: have a goddamn job if it wasn't for me. Get off of me.
3: When I'm telling you, No, you don't have to kill anyone. If I don't, then they do. We
2: just get one of the voice actors in here. I don't care who. Just load up an alteration spell and get someone in here.
1: The thing about
4: this world is that it can and probably will get worse. We don't want to kill you. It'll be
1: better this way.
0: So, uh, uh, next our heroes—oh, yep, there, nope, there we are. Um, next our heroes ventured to the druids' lands in search of the lost gem, finding it buried in the heart of a wooden effigy. To well, to me. But in trying to take it, they anger the druids, and in the ensuing fight, they nearly lose far more than they could have imagined.
3: I'm down.
5: Oh God.
0: Sorry, just kind
3: of holds on to her neck for a second, but she can't talk because she just got slit in the throat. She just kind of looks over at Camilla and then falls to the ground.
4: I'm gonna just kind of collapse. and I'm just gonna embrace her. Please be okay. It's
3: a death fail.
4: And he has
1: cure wounds. And you can feel as your throat starts knitting itself together, there's a very nasty scar left in its wake. Sorry?
3: Sorry is trying to like communicate with you, but she's still thinking like she can't. So she just gives a weak little smile and gives you a wink.
4: Mella absolutely like holds her into like the deepest embrace that she can muster. I think we should get at can somebody help me carry sorry.
0: Narrowly escaping the clutches of death, the heroes retreat back to the winery, gem in hand, and knowing that the druids won't be far behind. Delivering their hard-gotten gains, they realize that a misfired spell has drained the gem of much of its magic. But with no time to waste, the heroes have to get back on their feet once more, as they and the keepers of the feather fight to keep what they rightfully took in a battle raging at the edge of the woods. They win the battle, making the druids and their blights flee the land. But it is not a win without loss.
1: One of them, One of them strikes, strikes out, out at Dabian, grabs, grabs him, him cracks, cracks his, neck his neck on the, on the ground. ground. Is he... Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Unable to help, the heroes leave the family to grieve, heading back to the tower where they last left their friends. Given time to rest, the heroes take some time apart in the tower, each finding themselves talking to a new friend, trying to understand the situation they have been thrown into. Some need to understand their purpose here.
3: I feel like with every fight that we do, I just keep getting more and more scared. I feel like if I'm, I'm not hurting myself because of what I'm doing, then I'm going to hurt somebody else.
2: I'm not really, really good at making other people feel better, but I think that's what you do. Even if you are not maybe the most helpful in big fights, that's okay, because people will be out there to look out for you. Like you?
0: Of course, like me. Some need to learn more about the friends they made along the way.
1: Irina is supposed to end up with Strahd. Their plan being that I, whether again acting or, you know, might just happen, I go insane and lead my town to work under the sway of Strahd. If this fails, I am going to still go along with their plan. Because that's the only way that Irina lives. And I live, and
0: I get to see her.
5: I understand that. It's hard to always be looking out for people.
0: Some need to be reassured that it's not their fault.
6: You want me to let it out? You want me to, to talk about my feelings?
1: Aye, let's go.
6: Shit, where do I begin? I don't know. My mom's dead. She got killed by a bunch of werewolves and they didn't even find the body. My dad's sitting at home alone. I'm the only person who even cares about him anymore and he thinks I'm dead too. I'm stuck here with a bunch of people who won't even bother trying to rebel against this asshole who's causing this whole thing. And in the meantime, all of my friends are stuck here because of me. All of the people I thought were home safe who'd maybe survived and now they're stuck here.
0: And some just need to know that things will all work out. Octavia, that didn't go well.
4: As much as this is fake, it's real. Sorry, almost died, and there are three lives on my hands now. If we couldn't fight that, then how are we ever going to get Strahd? The
1: reason that fight might not have gone wonderfully, but the one against Strahd will. I am on your side, and I am going to make you plan. We are going to win. We are going to win. Damn fucking straight we are.
0: And so now our heroes sleep in the tower, waiting for a new day where they can finally make a plan to take me down once and for all. And there you have it. Everything in our story so far. I can only hope it's wet your appetite, as well as a few other things. Uh
3: ew, no. Oh,
0: sorry. i sorry. I thought it would be funny. It wasn't. No Alan. Oh, me... Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> I hope this has given you a taste of our little tale. I'm sure I'll see you next time. For the curse of Strahd. <laughs>
2: okay, that's a wrap. Oh, how
0: was that? Was that was that Yep, good? nope, it's fine. Oh, good. If you ever need me around for any more, more voice
1: work, I'm Ismay Hutton, and I'm always up for any work you have to offer. Uh, I-, I can send you my demo reel if you want to see my range and. Hello? L- hello? Uh. uh... Thank you, uh, th- thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I'll, I'll be going now. Jeez, uh, how do you get out of here again? Someone, does, someone, does someone, does someone like validate parking? Wait, I took the bus. I can not even drive, what the fuck am I talking about? Jesus Christ.